Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I hate to break it. You're not the same as anyone here, but we can take it. We're short or brown or round or we're queer. I got a feeling we are onto something here. And if you're worried, trouble might be coming your way In it together, I think that's what I heard the man say I got a feeling, we are gonna be okay Seven Wolf on Keys, everybody! Francis Wider, this is Global Pillage, the comedy panel show in which we hunt down and pick out the quirkiest facts on the planet. What Louis Theroux is to a sexually deviant cult leader, that's what we are to a juicy bit of worldly wonderful information. And talking of worldly sophisticated and achingly articulate, please welcome today's comedians! On my left, playing for the Grecian Urns, Alex Edelman and Celia Ray B. And on my right, playing for What's the Dill, Kima Bob and Steve Alley. So firstly, panellist, what makes you diverse? So Celia A.B., tell us what makes you diverse. Um, I'm half French, half Algerian, bisexual, and my family's Muslim, so I think that's just about enough. (laughs) Wow. You really do tick more boxes than anybody yeah. formerly understood. Not that we are here to tick boxes. That's the opposite of what no, we're Give here me to a do. box and I'll tick it. I'll just... <laughs> Alex Edelman, how are you diverse? I'm diverse because I was actually in the 2009 Britain's Got Talent winning dance troupe diversity. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm an observant Jew and I'm diverse because mentioning that now fills British venues with a little bit of tension. <laughs> and uh, I'm too, uh, yeah, I'm too liberal for the conservatives, but too Jewish for labor. And, uh, <laughs> um, and can I ask why you're called the Grecian Urns? Well, we were like, what's our team name? And she said, uh, I suggested the name of my favorite band. What? The Grecian Urns. Oh, great. <laughs> okay, so it's meant to be a combination of your diversities. So it would normally be like... Mediterranean trade took Grecian Urns to Algeria, France, and the Levant. So, yeah. 
it fits your diversity. Yeah, that's, like, that's exactly what we're going for. Yeah, that's, exactly, that's, like, yeah. that's exactly it. You totally. got it. Yeah, it's, it's. And on my right, playing for What's the Dill, Kima Baba Steve Alley. Woo! Hi. Hi. Kima Bob. How are you, diverse? Oh, I'm American, but not the regular kind, the best kind, the black kind. Uh, I'm also a queer young lady, pansexual, yeah, single. Is that a part of this question? (laughs) 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 Fernando, thank you so much for making space for uh, my dating needs. Uh, Delight. Uh, Steve Alley, how are you diverse? I think I'm diverse because I had... A top uh, knot. <laughs> is that very diverse? It's, it's special. <laughs> it's not diverse Because I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm diverse because I experienced two different types of displacement. Once as a Syrian refugee and once when I went to Glastonbury. <laughs> and, uh, and I was born Muslim and I got a blessing from a priest yesterday in, a, in, in Westminster Cathedral wow so, I didn't know that what, yeah, what, no. how did that happen went with our neighbour Connie you know oh okay mm. she's a knight of Malta of so did you I go did. and take the sacraments no no I didn't I can't take that sacrament because I'm not I haven't been, uh, what's the word? Back- confirmed. Back- confirmed. confirmed. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. One of the priests came around and started dipping this green branch in the holy water, mm. I think, and just spraying on people. And I was like, I'm not sure. I'm what? Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Yes, but then, but then I was like, oh, I was, I'm not sure about this. It's not a game when you, you get points for dodging it. Yeah, I don't. I was like, I'm not sure. And then uh, at the amazing. end, when everyone was going up to get the sacrament, I thought, well, I may as well just get a blessing. It, and it, it felt hurt. And it felt nice because uh, you know it was consensual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we see, the holy water wasn't yeah. consensual. But, I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah. And then I thought, well, if things go wrong one day and Jesus turns out to be right, you know, <laughs> I, I, may as well, I, may, I may be able to like wrangle my way into an ancient uh, Christian yeah. heaven or something. But, but isn't um, Jesus on yeah. Team Muslim also? Isn't Jesus one of the... He's not to... Well, yeah, he's not to us, though. Like, to Jews, he's just, like, a pretty good magician. He's like a cool guy. Yeah. I mean, you're going to need to be standing next to Steve when he's wrangling his way to Jesus heaven. Not the best Jewish magician. Who's that? Jerry Sadowitz. Right? No. No, it's got to be... It's Houdini, probably. He would have been juggling the nails off the cross ten minutes later. He'd be like, did it, all done. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got next, huh? Give me a safe and a pond. I don't know. I think Moses was our best magician. Moses, oh, yes, yeah. it's got to be Moses. Right. Yeah, yeah, Red Sea. So there's yeah. an awful lot of content we're going to have to cut, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like all of this. What's the deal? Why are you called What's the Deal? Well, we tried to go with our original name, our classic name, because me and Steve worked together before, Steve Bobs, mm-hmm. uh, oh, which yes, is kind of a, a play off of a it was, different... It got vetoed. Why? Yeah. And Steve was in the turtleneck because he knew that we were going in a Steve Bob's direction. I'm calling you Steve Bob's. You Why see? did Tom veto yeah. it? Because you had it before. Yeah, he's really so. oppressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe you let a white well, man tell you what to you call yourself. You said oppressive. I didn't have a say in making the what? name. That's it. You're uh-huh. Steve Bob's. Right. Oh, That's, wow. Yeah. Well, what I'm could be less oppressive than someone else grabbing a piece of paper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I'm overriding the patriarchy. All right. That's it. It's, no, over. No. it's time for feminism to rise up. I won't have it. And keeping all of these facts in such a neat line that if you look at them from exactly the right angle, they look like one singular, very thin fact. Please welcome in Pedden's Corner, Ned Sedgwick. Hello. Give us a tune, you're the piano man. Give us a song tonight. We're all in the mood for a melody and you've got us feeling all right. It's Samuel Wolf. <laughs> Ned, have you had any global experiences lately? Uh, any abs and kebabs followers, Instagram followers? <gasps> yes, kebabs. excellent. That is my fitness channel where I review kebabs and work out. <laughs> um, I am currently eating more kebabs than working out, but I'm sure it will balance out one day. And I've been doing a lot of research into kebabs. I recently went to Kosovo. And I asked a uh, Kosovan man, where do you get the best kebabs? And he said, don't tell my family. Uh, they disowned me. But best kebab I ever had was actually in Serbia. And for that, I'll give it to them. And I thought that was a lovely piece of how food brings people together. Although later in the episode, we'll see how kebabs tear people up. We will, we will. Thank you, Ned. Every week, Samo creates a scores jingle for us from an old folk tune. That's not just a tune that very elderly people like. It's not just Michael Bublé one week and Susan Boyle the next. I mean, it's a folk song from somewhere around the world, which he'll create a scores jingle with. You'll get the gist. Over to Samo. Okay, so this week, uh, when I was picking our scores jingle, I was hungry. So this is clearly from Turkey and not Hungary. Uh, (laughs) This one is called The Sun Hangs High. It's a pretty song, and it goes like this. Oh, my beloved, scorn not my sorrow. List to the pleading of my heart. I'll give you a little intro line. It's going to go, uh, <laughs> when I sing this, it's the end of the round. Legend, please, what are the scores? We got that? Feel good? Yeah. Great. Cool. Terrifying. Um, first up is our themed round, and this week we'll be asking questions based on a theme not just close to our hearts, but close to our tummies, and especially if we're staring down the barrel of a hangover, which, let's face it, we are, because we're at the London Podcast Festival, three yeah. days and nights already of audio hedonism. <laughs> it's kebabs! <laughs> All the teams get a chance to answer, but you get more points if you buzz in first with the correct answer. The hive mind gets a chance to answer after both teams are comedians have answered. Fingers on buzzers! <laughs> How did the North Indian chef, Haji Murad Ali, lose an arm in trying to create the perfect kebab for his toothless king? Uh, what's the deal? I don't oh. really know the answer, but I just really feel like he sounds like family. Haji Murad Ali. So I think I need, I need to say something about that. But I don't know what I'm going to say. But uh, he, Are I you think, to tell us I think he was so scared from the king and he ended up making, you know, didn't find the right meat or something. He made it off his arm. Oh, do you think he didn't find the right meat so the king maybe. chopped his arm off what, and used that as the kebab? Maybe. I thought maybe he crawled to southern India to get ingredients and lost an arm in the struggle. Oh, like that episode of Breaking Bad where they go on the pilgrimage. Yeah, he's like, I'll do whatever I have to do to make this for you type mm. vibe. Um, it gets tough out there. He only used one arm to, to crawl because he needed the other yeah. one to chop the meat. For chili. Yeah. I, I think that the king was lying when he said he was toothless. He's like, oh, put it in my mouth. And uh, the guy reached in. The king's also an alligator. And uh, <laughs> when he reached in, the king was yeah. like, I was like, and just bit down, and the dude, the dude lost an arm. 
the sneaky. So the king bit mm. it off with yeah. his alligator jaws. Yeah. <laughs> Celia, do you back your partner up on that? I think that what happened was the chef had been watching a lot of Golden Ramsay and was already confident and made fun of the king for having zero two. Oh. And then that really backfired rude. and now he's got one arm. But, you know, fair enough, it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like the right answer. Yeah, and also a great plot for a film which I will be developing later on. Okay, so will any ideas that are pitched during Global Pillage are the property of the spontaneity shop? Of the sponge shop. Shop. So, yeah, it's a thing. It's yeah, a we thing. Have, well, at least we have a first look deal on the film. Um, hive mind, how did the North Indian chef Haji Murad Ali lose an arm in trying to create the perfect kebab for his toothless king? Bitten off by a tiger. Bitten off mm -hmm. by a tiger, okay. Those are in India, I've heard. Uh, <laughs> so was he going to look for the meat or was he trying to make a tiger kebab? I mean, I haven't really thought... I guess tiger. <laughs> okay. If it's tiger-related, let's give it to her. Yeah, okay, like if it's tiger-related in any way. Okay, anybody else? Hive mind? Ah, Good. chopped, so he sacrificed I want to say that that's very similar to our general umbrella answer of people. Do you know how hard I worked on that? Yeah. <laughs> None of you said deliberately chopped his own arm off as a sacrifice for the king. So if that's the answer, Hive Mind gets it. Anybody else? Still people meet. He got a cut and an infection. He got a cut. <laughs> so he just cut, sliced his finger like anyone might in the kitchen. Infection, gangrene, those days they didn't have the medicine, so... It, yeah, they okay. can't rub cinnamon on that. Okay. As no one ever said. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so that old bromide. If you think he was eaten by a tiger while trying to make a tiger kebab, buzz now. If you think he chopped his own arm off as a sacrifice for the king and to, to use people meat slash seasoning, buzz now. Yes, and if yes. you think it was a simple infection that turned gangrenous, buzz now. Okay, in fact, he fell off his roof when he was smoking the kebab over his chimney. Uh, Ned Sedgwick, could you please explain more? Yeah, amazing nobody got that. Um... <laughs> What I mean, a great question. As soon as you heard the name Haji Murad Ali, you're like, yeah, he fell off a roof, obviously. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the uh, Nawab of Awad, Ali Shah, so his king, kind of, went toothless, but he still had, as he said, his meat tooth, even though he had no teeth. It was kind of a spiritual tooth. And he couldn't eat anything because kebabs then were much tougher. So he ran a competition who could create a kebab he could eat. And Haji Murad Ali, in his uh, quest for perfection, lost his arm, but also won the competition. And the kebab that he invented is still eaten on the streets of Lucknow today. Wow. wow. People still smoke yeah, it over like a chimney? Two... No, they got rid of that bit for uh, <laughs> bloody health and safety. Oh, <laughs> political health correctness gone yeah, mad. Genuinely yeah. political correctness. Except, so, but that's what he was doing. He was softening the meat yeah, on the smoke. Back in my day, we used to smoke all our kebabs on chimneys. Yeah, for our but those now. were the heady 90s. Yeah. Um, question two. The so-called Suvlaki protests swept through Greece this year and managed to change government policy. What were the protests about? The federal tax on every Suvlaki resulting in a price increase to two euros, which uh, equals uh, monthly wages for the average Greek citizen. So, <laughs> Greeks rioted. 
I personally think that it has to do with everyone protested against, you know those tiny forks they give you in kebab store, awful. Mm. Everyone yeah. just started protesting and the government was like, okay, we've got to do something about this now, kids. Yeah, it's out of control. Yeah. yeah. So it's gone mad. What, inadequate forkage. Yeah. yeah. Tiny yeah. forks for... Tiny uh, forks. An in- inadequate for the product, okay? Mm. So it mm. uh, could be either of those. Uh, Steve Bobbs. Mm. Where, is, where is this nation? Greece. 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 It's a okay. musical from the fifties. Amazing. So this is obviously about the John Travolta's. Um, I feel like they were protesting the idea of putting honey in olive oil uh, because people in this Mediterranean region tend to uh, debate Mediterranean things. Right. <laughs> Are you hoping uh, if you I say think. enough words, you'll get it right? <laughs> Steve, what do you think? I think when Syrian refugees flooded into Greece and told the Greek people the ugly truth that Saksiki is actually from Syria, oh. they got so mad and they protested against that oh. and wanted to make Saksiki as a national dish of yeah. Greece. So, so they always claim things that are ours, you know? Do they? What else yeah. do they claim that's yours? Hummus. Uh, Steve Jobs. I mean, basically everything. I mean, we have the best things, you know. I mean, we also have a sad but Wait, you're gonna, you're gonna, (laughs) you're gonna claim hummus. Oh, let's let's not get into this. I'll see you afterwards, buddy. (laughs) Actually, Beyonce made it. Uh, Beyonce did not invent hummus. Well, there's a lot of claims being thrown around up here. Uh, Hive Mind, you've heard what the comedians have said and you've mocked it. Uh, What do you think? Uh, The so-called Savaki protests swept through Greece this year and managed to change government policy. What were those protests about? Single-use plastics. Single-use plastics. Good shout. Macedonia. That's North Macedonia. Just the concept. (laughs) Concept Macedonia. (laughs) To be fair. Anything else? EU mm. regulation. Bloody red tape. Yeah, luckily we're getting out of that and we'll have, <laughs> we'll have none of the kebabs we want because we won't be able to get food in or out. Uh, all right, so we've got single-use plastics, Buzz Now. Were the protests about the concept of Macedonia, Buzz Now? <laughs> surprising amount of people have gone for that. Or EU regulations on kebabs, Buzz Now. In fact, the Grecian urns had it is the rising price of souvlaki. Oh my God, are you serious? Yeah. Why would they protest over something like that? Uh, Ned can tell you more, Ned Sedgwick. Yes, in Greece they have a base price for souvlaki, which is two euros 20. Oh, you actually said two euros. Are you absolutely kidding And they raised it to three euros. And uh, of all the steps that the Greek government has been forced to take in austerity, the one that really uh, got the Greek people out on the streets was uh, Sivlaki. And uh, they overturned Greek policy. There were big protests about the renaming of North Macedonia and the acceptance of it into NATO in Greece because they don't feel that Macedonia should be used in that country's name at all. And there were protests in Romania about the change of a kebab recipe. They said you can't use bicarbonate of soda in food anymore, which would change their national kebab dish fundamentally, and there were protests which okay. stopped EU law. So, kind oh. of, you're all right, but actually, only exactly. they are. Exactly. Wow. So it's points for the Grecian Arms. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a finance expert. In Japan, in 2017, 
Why were two kebab shop owners charged under a statute intended to regulate strip shows and sex workers? Ah, uh, Steve Bobbs. Because uh, they would only cook naked. <laughs> because they making the kebabs naked pole dancing. Yes, they only would cook oh, on the poles. A kebab pole is it? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Grecian Ernst, do you have any answers? One of them probably found it hilarious to put like a bra and knickers on the <laughs> kebab pole and just. And someone was like, "Ooh, that's sexy days." <laughs> I have a random guess. Yeah. In Japan, Section 234 of 1991's Diamos Legal Criminal Code stipulates that purveyors of appetite satiating goods and services cannot display their goods for longer than seven uninterrupted hours. This is to give Japanese prostitutes time to rest their weary bones. But when Tony and Hironi Hanamishu left one shawarma rotating on a spit in their Harajuku restaurant, they were fined 15,000 yen and were publicly shamed. Their apology was aired on NKTV, the national broadcaster, which was embarrassing, but a good advertisement for the store, which was failing because neither of the owners spoke Japanese. The store was sold last year for an untold sum to a Malaysian conglomerate. It's just a random guess. I, yeah. just, uh, I knew I shouldn't have left this out in the green room. This is it's unsettling. I wouldn't normally comment on an answer till the hive mind had answered, but absolutely none of that is in any way true. Uh, not, not one element is completely fabricated from the imagination of Alex Edelman. Um, I just don't want you to think we've got no chance... He's read the news story. <laughs> That's what they were going to think. It, That's what were. I felt. I could see in their faces, they were like, what, I don't understand. Yeah. No. Okay, in Japan in 2017, two kebab shop owners charged under a statute intended to regulate strip shows and sex workers. Why were they charged under this law? They accepted stripping as payment for a kebab. Seven pounds worth of stripping. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's really just a shoulder, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> Do you want some chips? <laughs> if you want tzatziki, it's nipple extra. <laughs> Can I get uh, curry sauce with that? <laughs> if you're listening at home... Uh, We're gradually stripping. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so accept a stripping payment. Anything else have mind? That's basically my answer. Yeah. <laughs> but, so it's a bit like, you know, you can't get Al Capone because of all the bad stuff he's doing, you get him for taxes. So they were like, what can we do? We don't like these mm. displays. And so they used that law in order to, to... So they did an Al Capone, they got him for yeah. tax, so they got these people for a window display. Yeah. Anything else? Believe in yourselves. If yeah. not, who will? You can't display flesh in a window. In okay, a of any sort. Okay. If you think they accepted stripping as payment, Buzz Now, if you think they got them on a technicality on what you can show in a window, Buzz Now, and if you think it's just as plain law you cannot show flesh in a window, Buzz Now. In fact, they were aggressively vying for business, and police used this law because it carries a heavier penalty. So they were going down the street. The street they work on is nicknamed Kebab Street. There are two kebab shops. One is Turkish-owned and one is Kurd-owned. And as we know, there is some rivalry between... Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to stop that sentence there. Uh, and they were <laughs> vying so aggressively for business on the street, they did actually Al Capone them because they couldn't really get them for anything other than invoking this statute to regulate strip shows and sex workers. 
But they um, were going down, chasing people down yeah, and yeah, saying yeah, but, but, in Japanese, you've got to try our kebabs, you've got to, you've got to yeah. really hassling people. And they had so many complaints that they had to do something about it because Japanese people and tourists were just being like, dude, I can't walk down this street. I can't even walk down Kebab Alley anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's the end of the round. <laughs> All this talk of food is making me hungry. Legend, please tell us what in third place, <laughs> with no points, is Steve Bobbs. Wow. In second place, wow. with oh, five wow. points, is a hive mind. And in first place, with ten points, it's a Grecian Yay! I'm not going to lie. I'm really happy for you guys. I'm proud of you. You, you uh, clearly uh, work so hard. Thanks, KB. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The next round is everyone's favorite round. Yes. In the UK... We might say we've had a change of heart, but what we actually mean is that we've changed our mind. Except when it comes to Brexit, when we've changed our hearts and our minds. We are a nation of souls screaming into the wind of the horror befalling us. Not an idiom, just a harrowing, literal description. What is the meaning of this foreign phrase, which we've literally translated into English? Fingers or buzzers! In Poland, they say, you're throwing beans at a wall. The Grecian urns. In England, they say, you've lost your deposit. <laughs> you say, like, sir, this is a weather spoon. Yeah. Um, uh, it means that you're, uh, you're out of luck. You're out of luck? You're throwing beans at a wall. You're out of luck. Those beans are all you have. Yep. And you've thrown them at a wall. You've thrown them at a wall. I don't know why you're bothered, because they now you don't even have the beans. No uh, beans. Okay. Beanless. Uh, Steve Bobbs, in Poland, someone said you were throwing beans at a wall. What would they be saying about you? What you, thinking? you really don't know what you're doing. If you're throwing beans at a wall uh, in Poland, that means that you don't know how to make chili. <laughs> so you don't know what you're doing 
specifically yeah. chili related. Yeah. <laughs> That's you're exactly a, what I was thinking. Yeah. You're a numpty and you can't make chili, okay? I don't want to win, but like you're making a mess. I mean, that's sort of, yeah, literal. Um, very, 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 very literal. Yeah. Uh, hive mind. In Poland, they say you're throwing beans at a wall. What do they mean? Nobody listens to you or you try to... Oh, that's it. No, but are you in fact Polish? Wow. Wow. So it means nobody listens to you. Or you Is it, is it like talking is it like to you're wall? talking to the wall? Hey, hey. So it's sort of like you're out of luck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you're convincing people over and over to try and do something, but nobody's listening to you. So it means you're Boris Johnson. Okay. Okay. Uh, you're trying to convince someone over and over. And uh, Hive Mind, any other answers? Any other wrong answers? <laughs> okay. Are, are you going to back your Polish friend and team member... Uh, who absolutely knows what this means. Uh, so if you think it means nobody listens to you, but you're trying to convince them over and over again, buzz now. Uh, I'm going to assume you're correct because you're Polish, even though on my card it says doing something pointless. But I suppose that is doing something pointless, isn't it? Yeah. The points goes to the high mind. In Korean, someone might say, well, it's a rice cake on a painting. What would they mean? It's a rice cake on a painting. Uh, Steve Bobbs? That would make that painting extra crunchy, which is unnecessary. So I think it's unnecessary. <laughs> unnecessary. It's a rice cake on a painting. We just don't need it. Mm. It can't be that difficult. It can't be that difficult. It can't be that difficult to put a rice cake on a painting. It's a rice well, cake on a painting. Doesn't everyone know how to make rice cakes in Korea? Yeah, so, on a so, painting... Some strong contenders there from uh, Steve Bobbs. What about you, the Grecianans? I think it means Magritte was desperate. <laughs> That's a one percenter. Uh, I think it means that you've, you've got a, a, an, an impossible dream. I don't know. Impossible dream. Impossible <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I... <laughs> Celia, do you back Alex in having an impossible dream? <laughs> I think it's when you think you're like improving on something, but you're really making it worse. Oh, like that lady who tried to restore that fresco, <laughs> and she just sort of did it like a child. By painting. putting a rice cake on it's it. Like, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it means. It's like you think you're going to make the painting better, and then everyone's like, "Stop with your rice cakes, mates. We've had enough." <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, uh, it's it's very mean? obvious. What? Mm. Is that what it means? Yeah. Well, it's oh, it's very <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were just Something being rude about obvious. Celia's answer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, hive mind. <laughs> if someone said, oh, it's a rice cake on a painting and you happen to be in Seoul, well, what would they mean? Rice cake on a painting. Cherry on top. Cherry on top. <laughs> <laughs> I heard highly inappropriate. Are you just, is that just a heckle about the show or? <laughs> <laughs> and what was the other one? Something incongruous. Ooh, oh, that's a good one. Okay. Uh, anything else? Tasteless. Tasteless. Okay. Do you mean tasteless like a rice cake or tasteless like, like a, you've painted a bikini on the Mona Lisa? Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, cherry on top, Buzz Now. Uh, highly inappropriate, Buzz Now. Something incongruous, Buzz Now. Or tasteless, Buzz Now. Vocab crowd. Uh, in fact, it means it looks nice, but you can't eat it. It's in a painting. Ah. It's like it's not useful to me because yeah, well, it's a lovely rice cake, 
I'm hungry and I can't eat that rice it's cake. It's almost like an impossible dream. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, it's impossible. Wow. To, yes, yes. Is I, it that, an impossible dream? Would yeah. you be half words? Yeah, it's an impossible. It's something that looks nice. Like, don't waste your time thinking about it. You'll never get it. It's oh. an impossible dream. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, it, it, points for the Grecian yeah. Arms. <laughs> wow. I'm so good at this game. In the Hauser language, what kind of person is described as a pair of trousers that fits everyone's thighs? Steve Bobbs. A person in a sisterhood that travels. <laughs> right. Uh, that, that alludes to the film and book uh, Sisterhood of the Travelling. Or a liar. A okay. person Peggy. with a pair of faces. Pair That's of faces. A liar. Double faced. Oh, two faced. Pair of trousers that fits <laughs> everyone's thighs. Pair of so faces is such like a, a chameleon. Thing. Yeah. Two faced person. Mm, yeah. Okay, Grishanans? I think it's, do you ever speak to someone and it feels like their personality changes depending on who they're with? Like a chameleon? Like, no, 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 not like, but like they'll sort of like mimic whatever personality the person has. Mm. Um, and I think that in France we have an expression which is, is like flipping your jacket over, which is you kind of like change it regardless of who you're speaking to. Mm. So using other idioms, you know. Like, say, if I was to speak to you, and you'd be like, oh, I love, I'm vegan, I'd be like, oh, my God, me too. And then you'd be like, do you want to go for kebab? And I'd be like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you're flipping, in France, that's flipping the jacket? Yeah, flipping the jacket. I love how the French have, like, fashion idioms. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But a terrible government, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Join the club. Oh, you did. And you're going to stay in the club, and we're not. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alex? I mean... I think it's chameleon-y, but that's one of my favorite movies, The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Because I saw it on a plane, and I wept. It is really good. It is phenomenal. There I is a moment... America Ferreira. There is a moment in the movie, though, where they describe the pants fitting everyone as a genuine miracle. And I'm always like, if your miracle can be summed up with the two words elastic waistband, then you don't really... I don't Listen, know that that's... It, Moses couldn't do it. It, I, I have female friends we couldn't get into each other's trousers I mean by which I mean I couldn't get into their trousers right. it's annoying it's uh, audience a pair of trousers that fits everyone's thighs what do you think I have mind an impossible dream <laughs> <laughs> impossible dream <laughs> supportive mum type character in your group Mm, the Aww. person who feels like well-fitting jeans. I don't think that answer is right, but it's really sweet. That's really <laughs> I want to be described as a pair of trousers that fits everyone's thighs now. You are. Uh, anybody else? People pleaser. So what, mm-hmm. what these guys Three said? Three variations yeah. on people pleaser. Okay, so supportive mum buzz now. <laughs> Impossible dream buzz now. <laughs> uh, the people pleaser buzz now. <laughs> uh, in fact, it's someone very strong feared by everyone. Oh Holy man! Shit. Everybody's. Is there any explanation for this, or it's just a? New um, I couldn't find much of an explanation, but the only explanation I can find is that it's something quite unnatural. It's something where it's like they can kind of ingratiate themselves in any situation. They're popular with everyone, but there's something a bit sinister mm. about it. That's Maybe it's a, like they go round your thighs, and then it's like you're hemmed in. Maybe it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's the end of the round. Yeah. When I sing, I'm throwing beans at the wall. Legend, please tell us the scores. 
Steve Bobbs staying right where they are in third place with no points. Yeah, consistency is key. <laughs> Trust the process. <laughs> Trust it. Trust the process. Not worried about it. And in joint first place is a hive mind and the Grecian urns. Well, How many points? 15 points each. 15 points each. The next round is the team's round. A member of each team has come theoretically prepared with a question based on their cultural family background. Oh boy. Oh. Perhaps we'll have a team member who was brought up to believe in reincarnation. They might be a Hindu, a Buddhist, or a Sikh, or have just been following the career of Madonna. <laughs> Steve Bobbs, do you have a question from your cultural family background for the Grecian urns? Yeah. Which uh, pop culture phenom? That's right. Uh, it's not not from Houston. This is really cultural. It's just about who's not from where I'm from. Okay. So who's not from Houston? Who's not from where I'm from? It's not Beyonce. <laughs> One, Beyonce. <laughs> Two, Missy Me- Elliott. Hmm. Three, Megan The Stallion. Stallion. Four. Lizzo. Okay, so those only, are all of them. Okay, so only the Grecian urns can answer which one of those icons is not from Houston, Texas. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> it's not Beyonce. I think Megan the Stallion is from Houston, Texas, so that leaves Missy and Lizzo. I think Lizzo's from Atlanta. Oh, is Lizzo from Houston? Oh, I should have paid more attention at Lizzo trivia last week. <laughs> I think is, is it from Houston? I think Okay, you want let's you're American, go with American, you're American. I'll try. All right, I'm going to go with Lizzo even though a man should not answer this question. Uh, yeah, let's go with let's go with Lizzo. Okay, the man has answered the question even though he knows he shouldn't have. Uh, is it Lizzo? Your answer Alex was not only misogynist but incorrect. Oh, was, it, was Missy? it Was it Missy? It's Missy. God damn it. Uh, you got <laughs> just deliberately answered incorrectly. Uh, ha, ha, ha. But this is great for Steve Bobs because they finally scored. Okay. Yeah! Yeah! The Grecian urns, do you have a question for the hive mind? Mm-hmm. I do, side. but I'm going to cede the rest of my time to my colleague. Why can't Algerian women traditionally attend funerals? Hive mind. If you answer in an Algerian accent, I'm going to be so <laughs> upset right now. <laughs> I think we've established that audience member is Polish. Um, she uh, could be a polyglot. <laughs> they, looked, they looked too good in black and it would be distracting. Okay, anything else, Hive Mind? Real. Uh, funerals are held in the part of the mosque that women are not allowed in traditionally. Don't say no because if you say no... No, don't say yes. You don't Maybe. say anything. Poker face now, Celia, poker face, poker face. Who's to say? Anything else? They would kill the wife because they've lost the husband. Oh, that sounds... Poker very... face, poker face. Poker, poker face. Wow. Poker. poker with you is disturbing, probably. Uh, <laughs> anything else? Too emotional. So if Could you be the think it's, one. Who knows? if you think it's they look too good in black and will be distracting, buzz now. You know that's not right. You're just hotties, being hilarious. Hotties, hotties, uh, if hotties. you think it's the one that uh, Celia definitely said it wasn't, buzz now. Okay. Uh, if you think it's the wife might be killed because her husband is no longer alive, buzz now. And uh, if you think 
if you think, I mean, I genuinely don't know. It's not my question. But if you think it's because they're too emotional, they seem to be too emotional, Buzzman. Uh, so I think they've gone for too emotional. Is that correct? Okay, yeah. <laughs> and a high might have scored. Hive mind. Do you have a question for Steve Bobbs? So the English name for the national bird of Nepal is Lophophorus, and for the national flower of Nepal is Rhododendron. What's the English name for the national animal of Nepal? The English name for the national animal of Nepal. Oh, good. I like what your idea was. Leopard with a unicorn? Le- leopard with a, a leopard with a unicorn? Oh, yeah. It's an actual animal, Lo- it's not a crest. A unicorn's like not a leopard, real. Leopard, leopard. Leopard, is it a leopard? No. What is it? Tiger. It's a cow. Oh, oh we were gonna... What? You can't, you can't, but it's one, it's all the way around. Why can't we steal? Why can't we steal? You cannot steal. You could have said, I'd like to suggest my answer, although I know I cannot score. Oh, I'd like to suggest my answer. Well, first of all... <laughs> Did you know it, was, it? I thought it was the llama, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's and it's the end of the round. I'm still wondering who invented hummus. Nedjan, please tell us the scores. In third place, with an improved five points, is Steve Bobbs. Thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I want to thank my mom, my community. I want to thank my partner Steve here for working so hard with me. We just want to make Missy them feel good about themselves, you know. <laughs> In second place, um, with a mildly improved 20 points, it's a Grecian Ernst. Yeah. But in first place with 30 points, it's a hive mind. Thank you. Next, it's the It's a Sign Round. Everybody is marching these days and some protesters come home to see the hilarious slogans on their signs all over Facebook and Instagram. At a recent People's Vote March, there was a placard saying, It's so bad... Even the introverts are here. <laughs> Admittedly, it was quite an unimposing, datey sign, and it was sticking out of a bin because the maker of it had left in fear. <laughs> Teams, we'd like you to make some shareworthy signs, and Ned will award points for creativity. You have 30 seconds to write your slogans for today's protest. Audience, if you'd like to do this on the notes on your phone or if you've got a pen and paper, uh, please get them out. It's a protest against enormous buildings which ruin the skyline. <laughs> what? Five seconds. Four, three, two, one, time. Okay, we'll come to the Grecian urns first because they seem readier. Uh, I'm so scared. Okay, are you ready? I am so scared. Yeah, me too. Oh my God. Hold on. Ooh. <laughs> 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 okay, um, 
Worst art? That's one we will not be reading out on the podcast. Uh, this is why it's good to come to a live show, because you do get extra content. Uh, but... Uh, oh, I didn't actually read that. I thought that said Sky Crappers. <laughs> no, it says something much worse. Um, it clearly says Skyscrapers. Yeah, yeah. it says si- Skyscrapers, but With some of the letters side. have been crossed oh, out. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the if you're shot. listening at home, yeah. to stop. Stop listening. No, start, start again. Okay, do we have an entry from Steve Bobbs? Yeah. Say no to this collection of erections. It doesn't seem like it's that much nicer than our side. It's way way more chill. And the other side says... That's what you want in a protest, to be chill. Yeah. The other side says make London sunny again. Uh, People like that's quite sweet. Uh, Mind, do you have any entries? Things Word. are so bad, even the clouds are protesting. Uh, anything else? Yes? Oh, very good. Damn. Keep it, if you're listening Somebody's at home, that was, done this before. that was keep it shorter with bricks and mortar. Everyone loves a rhyming sign. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Anybody else? <laughs> yes? Keep the skyline Whoa. out of my eyeline. Wow. Excellent. Ned will be working on the creativity scores while we go to our final round, which is our quickfire round. Hive mind, if you know the answer, you have to shout buzz and then shout out the answer as loudly as you can. Which Oscar-nominated film was known in Turkish as My Little Daylight? My Little Sunshine. Uh, No, it's Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine is correct. What is the difference between Cornish-style scone preparation and Devon-style... Correct. We thought that was my answer. In what century was the Union Jack first officially flown on land? At 18th century. Anybody else? Seventeenth. Audience. It was the twentieth. In England, we say to make a fool of yourself. In Germany, they say to make a what of yourself? Sausage. Um, (laughs) Monkey. Uh, Monkey is close, it's ape. The Dale Main Marmalade Festival is held in Australia, Britain, and which other country? France, when it's patronizing Germany, because its name is Dale Main, so it's like, nah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anything else for the audience? Hi, mind. No, it's Japan. Uh, They love marmalade in Japan, I don't know what to tell you. Which French tennis stadium is named after a First World War fighter pilot? Roland Garros. Yes. And I, and I know that because my brother and I took the tour when we were 12 years old and AJ shat himself on the tour. <laughs> and I know he that. might not want everyone knowing that on the internet. No, but find him. He's a public figure. In the national anthem of Gabon in Central Africa, who are the perfidious deceivers who must be banished? White people. Um, good the good local guess, people for resisting the goodwill of the colonizer. <laughs> I, think, I think it's men on Tinder that say they're six foot two, but it's five seven. <laughs> Sounds pretty accurate. Or uh, women over thirty that use the dog filter. <laughs> those two. Yeah. Begun. In yeah. fact, it's, is it French people? Uh, no, in fact, it's oh. sorcerers. No. Um, finish this Tamil joke. Two white people get on a plane. One of them shouts, Hi, Jack! And the other one shouts back. It's actually Muhammad, but sometimes they call me Hi, Jack. 
No. <laughs> Don't call me Shirley. No. <laughs> no. Thank you, comedy fans. Hi, anybody else? <laughs> Someone in the hive mind hi, shouted something. Which... Hive mind, did you shout? Yes, hi John. <laughs> hi Jack, hi John. We're out of time and it's the end of the show. It's been great, but now I need a kebab. Legends, please tell us the scores. It was actually very close between, between two teams. Uh, uh, Steve Bobbs finished it all with five points. Uh, <laughs> we got one. But only 10 points separated second and first. In second place with 35 points. Whoa, that was way more than we had. <laughs> yeah, really high scoring round actually for two of the teams was the Grecian Urn. So the winners of the high um, like So it's a perfectly fitting pair of trousers to our winners, but an incredibly useless rice cake on a painting for our hungry, hungry losers. And I'll leave you on this proverb from Greece. Milk the cow, but do not pull off the udder. This obviously delivers a very profound life lesson, but in great news also counts as a handy sex tip. <laughs> Please get up for Alec Edelman! <laughs> Celia AB! For that really sad answer. Yeah. <laughs> truly, truly relaxing answer. Yeah. Um, Dear man. Uh, I certainly feel more comfortable. Um, <laughs> snip, snip, snip from the final product. No, no, no. Was <laughs> that about penises? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, yeah, great. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. 
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.